2: Hey, what's going on, No Bad Dog Army? Welcome back to the No Bad Dogs podcast with your host, Muah Tom Davis. You guys, this is an excellent, excellent, excellent podcast. And we go over everything from the politics of dog training, the introduction to e-collar, how to do it right, how to do it wrong, my opinion on the people who do it wrong and why they do it. We go over how to teach your dog how to target a toy. We go over how to train a dog without getting bit and your hands being ripped apart when you're treat training. We go over the introduction to It's just so much in this podcast. I know that you guys are going to be really soaking it in because I know I did. It's just one of those podcasts where the owners were asking all the right questions and it's just perfect uh, from start to finish. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, I don't have any new reviews in the podcast, so I'm not going to be doing any Q&As at the end. However, if you guys want me to answer your specific dog training podcast questions, Leave a review on this review pod, on, on this podcast, and I will answer them at the end. I pick three every time. Right now, we just don't have any new because it takes a couple of days for them to go through. So, uh, yeah, we're going to get into the podcast. But before we do, I just wanted to remind you guys right now, the official No Bad Dog Members Club where I put all of my unreleased footage of my seminars as well as the full uncut versions. So sometimes these sessions are an hour plus, giving you all the in-between stuff that you're not seeing on YouTube. Right now is 19.99, and in a couple of weeks, it is going up. So make sure you guys click the link below if you want to get into the No Bad Dog Members Club official. And uh, anyway, let's get into the podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Hi. Good morning. What's going Good morning. on? What's going on?
3: So we have a um, an 11-month-old... Golden um, retriever is called a comfort golden. I don't know if you're familiar with the breed miniature golden. He is um, 47 pounds fully grown and he doesn't shed much. He looks and acts pretty much like an English cream golden. Okay, cool We've been working on a number of things with him um, but um, with with limited success in terms of uh, particularly leash walking and off leash walking he's we've tried um, the gentle leader we've tried the slip knot um leash slip and leash yeah just a lot of pulling um he knows what to do um but there's a lot of pulling um particularly when, mainly when there's other dogs around okay. um he's very social interacts with other dogs really well so that's not an issue so i just started using i've watched a number of your videos now and i've started using the e-collar and um I started at four and five and honestly now it's down to a one because he's very sensitive to it and it's, it's been working like a charm. So what I'd like to do is just go over some basics of e-collar with you and um, I have a couple specific questions but I just want to make sure that I'm, I'm doing it right and, and how to progress. What I'd really like, I'm a big hiker and we live right near the Potomac River and so I hike along the river a lot. I'd like him to get to a point where he can be off leash with me um, on the river.
2: Okay, great. And how, how old did you say he was again? I'm
3: just—he's eleven months. He's, eleven months. He, he, he actually, he, he was neutered about ten days ago.
2: Okay, eleven months. All right. So w- let's start off with what what e collar do you have?
3: Good. So the, I've, I've been—it has no brand name on it. That's really annoying. I looked. I, I opened it up. Um, here's what I can tell you. Uh, get the remote because the remote. So it it's okay. um, does got it. Yep. I can't, it was bizarre to me that I couldn't find a brand name. So you can, it has both shock and E and, and vibration. It goes from one to a hundred. You can, when you press the button, it's continuous vibration, um, which I know for, that's how I've been following your guidance on your videos, using, um, the continuous vibration to get them to, um, you know, to behave the way I want them to, um, And as I said, the vibration is now at one because that seems to be plenty to get him to act.
2: Okay. So so your collar has uh, different levels of vibrate?
3: Yes, one through 100.
2: Or does it have different levels through stimulation?
3: What do you mean by stimulation? Shock?
2: To some, yeah, (laughs) I guess. So the the stimulation, um, yeah, is going to be the static uh, sensation that you're going to be feeling. And typically... the stimulation for, for remote callers is the zero to a hundred and the, the vibrate is usually just one sounds like more of the zero to a hundred is the stimulation. I don't
3: know. Maybe it's not, maybe you're right. And you can turn it up. I haven't. So when you say, um, stimulation, are you talking about the shock? Yes. Okay. I just so don't call, I just use... don't
2: call it shock cause it just sounds bad. Right. But some okay. people, No, I
3: totally understand that. Yeah. So you're talking about that. Okay, so you're talking about a four, a 3 a 4 or 5 in, a, in in the stimulation sorry. Yeah. So yeah, I, so I can't even feel that. That's interesting.
2: Yeah. So the yeah, so that's just something to think about. Um, is your 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 vibrate probably usually and I don't know, usually yeah. only has one level. I um, think you're right.
3: I am I'm, I'm feeling it and and I think you're right. So I switched over to the stimulation. Okay. And it's at a 4 and I actually can't feel it at all. But you're you're so we should be using this, the four. Yeah, I can actually, I can feel it a tiny bit. Yeah. So that would—that's what you'd recommend.
2: Uh, yeah. So it well, it just yes and no. It just depends on it depends on what you're doing. It depends on what you want to do. Um, okay. So yes and no. I mean, it, w- what I would what I would recommend is the sti- so the stimulation. You know, and I talk about this a lot in my videos. Is the stimulation is is going to be the attention getter that's the hey this is me hey this is me now every collar is different that's why i asked you what what collar you had because every collar has a different level setting they all feel a little bit different some of them have zero through 10 and so the levels are going to be more intense because of that some of them have zero through 100 which gives you more i think uh, flexibility and it gives you more um it just gives you more creativity with with the levels so when you're using the stimulation, yeah, I
3: use this on another dog. Oh, you're...
2: Sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. That's <laughs> like, Okay. I was just you saying. You froze up for a
3: minute. But we lost it.
2: Oh, okay. Nah. No. Sorry. I was just saying that uh, the stimulation is is what I typically use when I'm asking a dog to to do you know different behaviors. Hey, this is what I want you to do. Okay. It's low enough that it doesn't correct the dog, um, right. and that's how I that's how I use that. And then the pager. Okay.
3: Yeah. I, I'm I'm pretty sure you're right. I think that the the stimulation is zero to a hundred.
2: Mm
3: -hmm. yeah so all right so we'll start on a i'll I'll switch that over and start on a four there
2: okay yeah um so your your question is is how do you introduce so there's two different questions i think that i'm hearing is ultimately your your end goal is because you hike a lot is to have him off leash and then the other thing is is you're still struggling with the leash pulling
3: yeah look it's since i've been using it the past several days post um, surgery. He's he's been an angel. It's been it's been, with the vibration. It's been very effective. So I assume that it won't be significantly different with the stimulation. I assume right. it'll be effective.
2: Right. If you yes, in theory, if if he understands what the stimulation is. So a lot of okay. the a lot of the introduction to the remote collar in these circumstances is is very introduction in in a sense of. Um, hey, this stimulation is a representative representation of me. This is what this yeah. means. And yeah. so, when you're using the stimulation, it goes conditioning and then you could go to corrective. So, typically, the conditioning levels are anywhere between two to eight sometimes. Okay. Uh, and then the corrective yeah. level is usually anything above a 10. And so, you can use the e collar. But you have to. The way you don't have to. But the way that I do it is, is I introduce yep. it with those conditioning levels very slowly, okay. and I just teach the dog that this stimulation is me, this stimulation is me, and you use a yep. lot of negative reinforcement, or you use a lot of uh, what we would call in, in some at some degree escape training. So we're holding the continuous down, and we ask the dog to sit, and it's not corrective yep. to them. It doesn't. It doesn't punish them. It's not aversive. They just feel the stimulation in conjunction with your voice. They put their butt on the ground and then the stimulation pops off. And after about a week and change, they understand that it's conditioning. That stimulation is you. That stimulation is you. So when you use the elevated levels to cause discomfort to the dog, if they're running away and not coming back, the most important thing is they know how to shut it off and they know that it's you and you have to teach them how to do that in the beginning. It's a lot like leash pressure. If you got a feral dog and you strapped a leash on them, they're going to have no idea how to turn that thing on and off. They're, they're not, they've never felt it before. So it's right. very similar to that. After that's done, you can use it to kind of tune things up. Of course, it's the only thing in the world that you can use that gives you the ability to hold a dog accountable completely off leash. There's, right. not, there's nothing else in the world that allows you to do that. And if you it's want a wireless that, leash. Correct. And if yeah. you want that off leash life, And you want to be responsible and you want to be able to stop your dog dead in their tracks. If they're chasing a skunk to a mountain lion, that's the only thing that's going to be able to interject other than you being faster than your dog, which nobody's going to be. So that's kind of the, that's that. But um, it's a really simple process once you start developing it.
3: Right. So you, you, for the first week, we should be working on His basic commands connected to my voice and the stimulation or her, our voice and the stimulation.
2: Correct. Correct. Okay. So it would be, so things that I really like to do is what I call tap and turns. So what I typically like to do is I will tap and go the other way. So I, so I'm out with the dog. What's what's your dog's name? Sasha. Sasha. So we'd say Sasha, either heal or come. So we'd turn, we'd say Sasha, come tap, tap, tap. The dog comes to us, it shuts off. You walk 10 feet, you turn, Sasha, come, tap, 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 it shuts off. So you're kind of replacing the leash pressure with the stimulation. Right. So you're saying, hey, I'm going this way. Hey. So it's kind of like a, again, it's an extension of your voice. Sasha, right. come, pop, pop, pop. Sasha, come, pop, pop, pop. So it, it's like any other conditioning. So take positive reinforcement for an example. If you're teaching a dog how to sit with positive reinforcement using an exterior um, treat, right, a motivator, right, treat, ball, right. whatever. You say Sasha sit. That sit command means is 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 tied together. When you say sit, the dog says, "Okay, I got to put my butt on the ground, and then I get paid." And so it's a conditioning right. thing. That's why the dogs behave. Right? That's how they right. learn new behaviors. That's how they capture things. So it's very similar to the remote collar. Tap 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 turn. Tap 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 turn. Sasha sit. Tap tap tap, tap sit. Yes, Sasha place. So those. So I, I like to do the tap and turns. I like to do right. the sit. I like to do the place. And I like to do the recall because all of those things has a really strong highlight on negative reinforcement, which is a great quadrant to use when you're, when you're developing uh, to teach a dog how to shut something off. So by definition, neg- negative reinforcement is the removal of something negative to strengthen a behavior, right. right? So you say, sit, tap, 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 they sit and it doesn't hurt them. It doesn't stress them out. It doesn't affect them they just feel it it's kind of like tapping somebody on the shoulder it's a perfect example of negative reinforcement if i'm tapping you on the shoulder yep. you turn around it shuts off boom you shut that off
3: and in those in the videos i've seen you do this you're using the longer lead yeah speaking is that what you, yeah.
2: yeah yep because we're starting to we're starting to get it we're starting to get used to not using the leash so we're starting right. so typically right. When, right. when we're when we're working with dogs. Or horses or anything like that in the beginning, most times and oftentimes they'll be closer to us, and so we'll have a, right. a four to six foot leash on a dog. But now right. we're like, no, no, no. I want I want you to start getting used to me touching you from a, a bit further. So I'll use a 10 15 foot lead in the beginning, right? And then I'll transition to a thirty foot lead. Okay. Yep. And and some of the things that I like to do to get fancy and 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 it helps me really capture the behaviors is. And it helps me capture the e-collar, too, is f- the sit, for an example. Here's some, Here's a great way to, to, to teach the dog how to really understand that pressure from a distance. And what I usually do is the dog knows sit. That's the first thing. And then what I start doing is I start integrating the sit command walking backwards. So I want the sit command to be universal. When I say S-I-T, if you're off leash, on leash, next to me, in front of me, away from me, I want you to sit. But a lot of times it's hard for, for handlers, uh, to kind of bridge that gap of, of teaching a dog how to imagine if you, if you were able to wirelessly put your hand on the dog's rear end and kind of help them into a position. Well, that's what the e-collar does. So what I, what I do is I get a, a a 15 foot, 10 foot long line out with some treats in front of me, especially with a golden, they're, you know, historically very food motivated. I start walking backwards Yeah. I start walking. Yep. I start walking backwards. I have my e-collar continuous, which is the continuous is essentially when you hold the button down, it goes pop, 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 Right. So again, tapping on the shoulder and and instead of tapping on the shoulder, I'm going to ask the dog how to do it, to do a behavior that they already know. Right. So if, if, if you guys didn't, if, if, if I called you guys by the wrong name, you're not going to turn around cause you don't know what it is. That doesn't apply right. to you. Well, with Sasha, when we say sit, she's like, Oh no, I know what that is right? So I'm walking backwards. She's following us because we have food in front of us. So it's very simple. I'm walking backwards, backpedaling. The dog is in front of us, following us with the nose up. Hey, hey, gimme, 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 gimme food. I smell that food in that treat pouch. And I start to slow down, like almost slow motion. And I say, Sasha, sit, hold the continuous down at the same time as I say, sit. And I continue to walk backwards. Then with the dogs, the dogs gonna have a conflict there. They're going to be like, wait a minute, wait a minute, you're moving this isn't sit. <laughs> and you got to say, no, 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 listen to the pressure, listen to what I want you to do. And a lot of times dogs will get, it stresses them out for sure. Cause they're like, this is out of context. This doesn't make sense to me, right. but it gives you an opportunity to condition in the remote collar. So the dog really understands that when you're applying pressure to them from a distance, they know how to shut it off. And in the beginning, it's, it's just out of context of having the dog on the leash tight next to you on your left side. Right, right. So you walk backwards and sit. They sit. And then what I do is immediately when the dog sits, I stop and I put it into drive and I walk right towards him and I pay him and then break him. Right, okay. Right, right. And then eventually um, you'll be able to yeah. extend that, like, huge... Right,
3: indefinitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, there's a behavior that he's he does quite frequently, not with us, but with other people that I, we really want to get a handle on, which is he jumps on them. You know, in a friendly way but he's he's big big enough boy that it's uh, yeah. he's too big to do it So can you just walk us through how we would work with the um, the pressure to do that the e collar to, to train him to not do that
2: Sure. Um, again th- this is going to be uh, if he knows the e- collar well so what I what I don't like okay. to do is I if you're going to use the e collar long term for your off-leash control, you're going to be introducing yeah. it for the first two weeks without any punishment. Okay. So unless it's an intervention where the dog is aggressive, right? So when you're introducing the off command, what I would first do is I would start using the leash in the beginning. So it's a really easy transfer. So if you have at 11 months, he's probably he's probably going to be excited to see everybody coming in that front door. Yeah, he is. Right. So yes, that's good. So you guys can work on this kind of consistently. Walk out, ring the doorbell, knock on the door, come back in. Ah, you're here. Um, and so what you right. do is you you have the slip leash on or whatever collar you're using. Slip leash should be better than the the gentle leader, um, especially right. when you're working on, you know, off. Uh, y- anyway, so when the dog jumps up, you're gonna say off pop, off pop. So you practice that maybe for a day, where you have okay. anybody that's living in the house, friends, family, neighbors, whatever. Come on over, be, uh, be annoying, you know, be be right. be over right. the top. Exuberant, yes. So,
0: yeah, the only thing that is that he's really inconsist- inconsistent about the jumping. So, like, mm-hmm. when somebody comes to the door, he's not going to jump. Like, he doesn't immediately jump on them. It, like, takes a couple minutes till,
3: mm-hmm.
0: like, we think it's, like, when he thinks that they're comfortable, then he starts jumping on them. He
3: doesn't sure. do it just for interestingly enough. Yeah, just to it's, it's only
0: to people he knows. Sure. Um, so, it's it's part of what we've struggled with is it's, it's a little harder to anticipate where it's not, like, a, a set action um, gets him to do it. It it, it seems almost to come at like a a random, um, point in time.
2: Yeah. It's not consistent. Not super. Well, yeah. And that's okay. You know, that's life as it is. And and regardless of that, you just want to be consistent with your verbals. So off and then correction. So my point is, is you, you want to, I I just try to make it as easy and fair as for the dog as possible off accountability, off accountability and accountability just simply means reinforcement. So, okay. If I say off and the dog's like, mm, I'm picking jumping instead, correction, right? So we, we say off, and then what you do is you can use the e-collar to start putting some corrective pressure on, onto that as well.
3: And Tom, um, but when you use e-collar in general, you always are going to start with a lower set, right? Three or four, right? That's what you would recommend. See if he, he responds to the command off at a three or four and then work up from there.
2: Yes. Um, Well, again, it it really comes down to the introduction of of the remote collar. So if the dog is really conditioned on the remote collar over time, then you can use the the correction immediately if the dog does the behavior and they know better and they know where the pressure is coming from. So what you don't want to do, which can create, because that's what, that's what I think life misses, especially on the internet and different blogs and opinions is the context, right? If you, if you take a dog that's a never been punished, they've never been told off and they've never felt a remote collar and you do all of those things at the same time, it's going to create anxiety. It's going to make things worse. They're going to be afraid of things. It's called superstitious association. It's not good. But So what I like to do is always give the dog the opportunity to learn what the stimulation is first. But say you guys have been doing it, like with my dogs, right, personally, I I wouldn't have to use a 4 and then a 10. I would immediately just go to a 10, say my dog didn't come back. So I guess my point is is I don't talk often um, a lot about how to correct a dog in the remote collar because there's a hell of a lot of people out there that are doing that the wrong way. I I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory. But right. what, what's not being talked about a lot and there's not a lot of education and guidance for dog owners is how do you introduce it to a point where the dog really understands the remote and it's fair. Right,
3: right. right.
2: So after you use but, it, you can immediately yeah. go to a corrective level and that's okay once he understands those what it first is.
3: Two, it's those first two weeks of training that are critical from your perspective.
2: Right. Do you get it? Do you, okay. It's just, do you get it? Do you get it? This is me. This is me. And, and once yeah. they go, oh, that's you. And the, the best way to do that is start doing some of the exercises that I spoke of. Walk backwards, Sasha, sit, boom. And then, yes, good. And then you just keep, you keep like, you say, okay, now I'm going to take it up a notch. I'm going to walk backwards, walk backwards, and then I'm going to start running backwards. And then I go, Sasha, sit, boom. So the dog is responding to that pressure nicely. And so you know that, and that's what gives you that, that's the difference between a dog responsive on the leash versus a dog that's responsive on the leash and off leash. That's why dogs right. don't typically listen off leash. Is because you never train them off leash, you've right. never done that training. It's like kind of being a Navy SEAL. It's like you're great in the water, but we put you in an airplane, you fall apart. You got to be right. universal. You have to be able to do everything, that sort of thing.
3: Um, yeah. It, it the best videos that I've found on YouTube describe a leash as a form of communication. Correct. And the way I've the way I've understood your technique is. The e-collar is a form of wireless communication, just the same way a leash is a form of communication. Correct. Is that right? One other question: You use the terms tap, tap, tap a lot, but you don't mean tapping three times on this thing. It's it's the experience of the dog is the tap, tap, tap. The, your experience is continuous pressing. Is that correct?
2: Yeah. It de- Yes and no. It depends on. It depends exactly, exactly. what I'm doing. Um, okay. I try to. I try to use my audible tap, tap, tap. In conjunction, when I'm using the e collar, whether it's a nick, which is just a singular tap, or multiple singular taps, right. actually tap, 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 or it's a continuous tap, 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 tap. I just like to use that audible so the dog under understands. I got, I got to say something. So that's really not a, a fair uh, thing for me to even throw out there because sometimes it is, Sasha. It is, a, it
3: is, a, it is a tap of, yeah. your, of your finger. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh okay, so I was confused for a good reason.
2: <laughs> yes, you were. Yeah, exactly. Okay, Fair enough. Okay.
3: But but you're talking about um at this point we're talking about keeping continuous pressure um until the dog responds in the way that he's been apt to respond.
2: This is Sasha by the way. <laughs> I see that. Yes. Yes, the answer is yes. Um but again the underlying most important thing in there again context and not leaving out the details like uh You know, big media companies do. (laughs) Is is yes, that is correct. Only if the dog understands the behavior.
3: Hundred percent, hundred percent. I get that. Yep, I get. The first two weeks are the key. Yes, he did. By the way, he does understand all of the basics that you ask us as owners to be clear about. He does have all those things. The only thing he doesn't have is heel. We haven't trained him. You know, for heel, I'm not even sure what you use it for that was one of the questions that i wanted to ask you the rest of the stuff he he does very well
2: cool uh yeah do you want to get into that sure okay so right now you you said you've used the gentle leader you've used what else have you guys been working the, with slip, slip, yeah, slip please. and the harness okay I'll just run through my quick little three minutes, uh, thing about it. So the heel, just like with any new behavior, the heel is something that you're going to be, you're going to be introducing in a non-distracted environment. So if outside is the big game, then practice would be inside and you have to practice before you play the game. So you just have to make sure that when you're introducing the heel or any new behavior, the place that it's done in a fair environment, don't go out, try to teach a kid algebra at a concert, not going to work. So what you want to do is teach the behavior inside so the dog captures it and they understand it and you're going to be and the other big piece to that is making sure it's incremental. So if you're asking a dog to heal, it's not only going to be in a non-distracted environment in the beginning, but it's also going to be a realistic duration and distance. So it's the right. th- 3 Ds, distance, distraction and duration. Talk about it often, have been for years. It's very important. Those are the three things. Once you capture that behavior and you feel like the dog really understands that the heel for me is going to be different from the heel down the road, right? Everybody, it's kind of like being a chef. Everybody kind of has their own secret sauce and the way of right. doing things. And so the, my heel is typically the dog at my left side on a loose leash in motion. That's what my heel command is. And in, in that duration, the three Ds, the distance, distraction, and duration are going to incrementally build in stepping stones. So the better you get, the more distractions, the longer, and the further you're going to go, right? And that's all there really is to it. And then you start transferring. So this is the third important key to teaching a new behavior, including heal. So say inside, you're doing a one-minute heal around your living room 20 times with right. a good amount of distraction. Once you, once you say, okay, that was our goal. We're n- knocking it out of the park. We can do it consistently outside you're not going to do a 1 minute heel for 20 laps around your yard because that's a completely different environment. So then right. you would scale it back, go back down to the basics and say okay, this is this is where we graduated from step 1. Now we're on step 2 and we got to scale back. Now we're going to go out and do a 15 second heel with two times around the bin right. with hardly any distractions except just being outside. And then right. you just keep building and building so different steps. That's it. Now right. The the big thing that you guys are probably having problems with that most people have a problem with other than the dog not really knowing what heel is and understanding what it is, is accountability, which then means corrections, which then means punishment, which then means consequence. So sometimes if you say heel and the dog's like, I know what that is, but hey, look, a squirrel or hey, look, a a piece of grass I want to pee on or hey, look, a person then your accountability and your your punishment is what's going to hold that dog accountable. Some people will just hang on to the leash, wait for the dog to calm down 20 minutes later, pull them back in and do it again. And that's fine. And that's not necessarily wrong. It's just not realistic because who has 20 minutes for that to happen? And you're teaching the dog that if you ask them to do something and they go against it, there's no consequences for that. You're just going to wait it out, which, you know, I I don't, that's not how I train. So typically what I do is I start off with a slip leash and from a slip leash then I'll move to a, a prong collar and the stepping stones aren't necessarily like when do you move to a prong when do you move to a plastic pinch when do you move to a slip there's two big things is it depends on the handler and how good they are and it also depends on the dog if we have a 11-month-old retriever that is full of muscle and ready to go and they're choking themselves out on the slip leash or they're pulling you guys down the road on the harness or they're annoyed with the gentle leader that I'm immediately going to go to a prong collar because that's, what's going to fit that dog at that moment to help. Yep. But just like using a harness and just like using a gentle leader and just like using a slip and a prong and an e-collar, if you're not doing it right, it's not going to matter. So right. I am very uh, fair about that, that, I can say, hey, don't use a harness because it sucks. But somebody over there can be training dogs on harnesses and be great at it. But not a lot of dog owners know how to do that because it takes a great deal of skill, timing, and perfect scenarios in usually not realistic environments to happen. So that's kind of my spiel on that. What do you, where do you guys feel like you're at? Um, I mean, especially when
0: like since they, we started using the e collar, I mean he he's usually pretty good. Occasionally he'll like dart is the best way. Mm Um, um, and that's definitely, I have to like secure myself for that. Um, but beyond that, I mean, he he gets distracted easily where he's not focusing us uh, focusing on us the whole time. Um, but I wouldn't say it's like, he's incredibly pulley most of the time, except if like, there are a couple of places that we, on our normal walk, where like he has, like where his friends are, where he knows, um, that I think we've kind of just learned to anticipate and, and, and try to distract him preemptively.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would say it a little differently, Tom. I, I think that I've been using the word Sasha walk. I think that it's very similar to heal. Sure. Um, and and um, since I've been using the e-collar and it, we've been using it on vibration, he's not pulling at all with me not even a little bit perfect. Um, yeah. So I, I think that I'll try to transition him to the, to heal, just cause I think it's a better word to use, but I think that he, I think he understands the action that you're describing. Um, and he knows how to do it properly. Mm-hmm. He knows how to do Weird. it without pulling. He just, he, we haven't trained him well enough for him to not pull all the time, but he certainly knows what he should be doing when we're walking and he's on our left side. Um, he knows that he's not supposed to pull. He definitely does that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're using the vibrate once he passed that threshold, that's totally fine if he's responding well to it. And I-
3: well, so, I, so my question, I, I guess if, if we're going to use the e collar using pressure and not vibration, I'm thinking that we should be doing that universally and not switching back and forth.
2: Switching back and forth between what the vibrate and the stick. Vibration. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I think um uh, you know the 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 vibrate is a quicker quick little aversive like hey that's too far Err, right. wrong right? right um and I think it works very similarly to the e color stimulation and I think if the e- right. if the vibrate is working as far as that threshold of basically you create an invisible line at your your legs. Right. And if you crosses right. the, you know, it's kind of like making a, like a, like an invisible fence. Like that's how they do that. Right. You right, cross right. this line, there's a correction. Right. So right. if you, if you're successful with doing that with the vibrate, I, 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 I don't, I don't see any problem with just continuing to do that. Um, if your right. dog is responding well to it, same thing with jumping. If your dog is like, if they know better and that vibrate is a quick little, Oh, my bad. I, right. I, I would have no hesitance to use that. Um, I just don't talk about the, I don't, when, when, I have to be careful when I talk about using the pager because when I'm producing content and I'm putting out things in distribution, 100,000 right. people will see that in the next two days. So I have to be really careful. I, I don't want a bunch of people going out slapping the e-collar on a dog and paging them every time they look at them wrong. Right. Well, that's not right. That's not what I'm going. But in your, again, context, in your case, if you say, no, he knows better and the pager works beautifully yeah. and he hasn't pulled since, I mean, I would double down on, on the pager if he's responding well okay. to that. Yeah.
3: But not with the other stuff. Not with the other commands. You'd switch over to um, stimulation with the other
2: commands. Right? Yeah. If if you yeah exactly. If you feel like, um, if you feel like that's if he's not going to respond to the pager, or maybe you just want to say, hey, I don't want to mess with the pager because it's working so good with the healing. I just want to use the stimulation, yeah. and you don't want to like dilute your your correction with the pager. Um. Yeah. You could use the stimulation, but essentially it would be anything that's corrective or aversive to the dog, and Typically, right. like I said, it's anything above a ten.
3: Right, right. I, I, I given how responsive he is with the vibration, my guess is that we're not going to ever need something that high. Um, right. He just seems to be very sensitive. So
2: yeah. Um,
0: just one thing to clarify for walking with the e-collar. I think we've been using the harness right now. Mm-hmm. Um, do you recommend a slipknot, or should we stick with the harness for walking?
2: Whatever. I mean, if if you okay. if you find that your reinforcements um, is going to be the e collar and he's responding really well, I don't care, yeah. you know yeah. what you use, because um, that's I, I'm not you know I'm not married to this is what you have to use and not, I'm just married to what works. And historically okay. putting pressure on a dog with a harness isn't going to teach them anything, but the e-collar can, because it has, right. it has levels. A harness has no levels. Right. It has no action. It's just one thing that grabs the dog by the strongest part of their body and hangs onto them. It's not going to teach them jack crap. It's not going to do anything. So if you want to use the harness in conjunction with the e-collar as your, your, your follow through yeah. or your aversive okay. or your re uh, reinforcement, that's fine but just know that if, if you do get into a situation where he's not listening and you have to hold on to him physically the harness is not gonna work but that's your dog yeah. and you guys know him better than I do
3: well and that's why I, I want to switch to stimulation so that I have some flexibility with in terms of, of um, degree of correction
2: right yeah 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 you have you have yeah. a zero to a hundred type thing
3: yeah right yeah right. uh, Tom if I move from 15 to 30 feet, I assume that what you're describing is a gradual process of creating distance and discipline and responsiveness. Right. So just keep moving in that direction.
2: What do you mean by a by a distance thing? You mean what so, do you mean? So
3: um, you said you start with a like a 15 foot leader, then you switch to a 30 foot leader, mm-hmm. and then you go a little further than that. So I like you're describing a gradual process of of um, creating, um, a response at a greater, at an ever greater distance.
2: Yes. Uh, yes. But that is, um, yes, it, that's not really pertaining to healing. Of course, that's more pertaining to no, no, no,
3: no. Right. No, no, no. Okay.
2: Yeah. Then yeah. The further away, the better, because yeah. it, if it, the, the more you teach the dog that I can, big brothers watching at 10 feet, 20 feet, 30 feet, a half a mile, right the better because he right. cuz then your dog gets you you can have your cake and eat it too. You can have right. your dog be completely off leash up to a half a mile with some collars. Like the dog tracker collar that I have has a half a mile range. It's usually enough for most people. The the more um you train off leash. So say he's say you're out at a trail and you're working on recall, you would once you're like at your third day of training the recall, you would drop the long line and now the 30 footer is kind of just right. a oh, right. crap, oh, crap, I'm going to step on it if he decides to see a deer or something, which, you know, yeah. can happen, shit happens. But in yeah. the beginning, when you're not ready to correct him for that, and you're not ready for that distraction, you're going to step on the leash and then work with him. But you drop the long line, 30 feet, then turns to 60 feet, and right. then you're just continuing to let him go recall. So I would say, just, just on a side note on this, you go to the trailhead, um, the first 15 minutes... Have the highest reward treat in your pocket that you can get. For some dogs, it's it's kibble that was left over from last week. And for other dogs, it's white chicken. I mean, it just depends. But right. he's out. Right. Sasha, come. Continuous. He turns. He comes to you. You pay him. Yes, good boy. Break. And you do right. that um, like every five minutes, three times. Once you're like, all right, buddy, I got you. Just remember. Then you can start. So you're you're practicing, but you don't want to overdo it. You know, Sasha, come. Sasha, come. Sasha, come. Say, come on, man. The boy who cried wolf, like all the time. You just, I would do three recalls in the first 15 minutes just to make sure that you know you're good. And then, (laughs) and then you just use the e-collar when you need it. That's the beauty of it is if you see another dog or you see wildlife or you see a person walking with their dog, you want to be respectful. Sasha, come. Comes barreling towards you. He stops and he says, but dad, there's a dog and I kind of want to play right <laughs> then that's where you would go from a 10 or i'm sorry you would go from a 5 to a 15 no 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 we don't know that dog sure. and then he goes oops and he comes sprinting back
3: is is the difference between the cheaper e collars and the more expensive e collars primarily distance
2: not necessarily <clears throat> but it, that definitely does have a a big big portion to it i think i think it would be consistency i think it would be consistency on the oh, levels okay. and the way that it feels and consistency to make sure that the e-collar is, is turning on and responding to each other properly, the e-collar and the remote, uh, okay. the receiver and the remote. Um, and then, of course, there's other features like the pager, which is very significant on my unit. Um, it's the completely waterproof type thing. Um, right. It's it's, but some of it is the distance. But there's a lot of collars. You can go on Amazon and buy a collar for thirty bucks, but don't complain right. when it's not consistent or the numbers change or it stops working after six months. So
3: yours is waterproof.
2: Yeah, it's waterproof. It's one, uh,
3: you guys, you recommend that on your website, right? The one you're talking about.
2: Yeah, it's, it's, um, you can just, you can just, uh, go to Amazon and get my dog trip, Tom Davis, 280C, And yeah, it's waterproof. It's great. Like it floats too. Like I, I sure. when I was going through the prototypes of developing this over the summer, I actually was messing around with it in my pool And I couldn't find my remote, the handheld for like three days and ended up cleaning my pool filter and it was in my pool filter still on and working. Yeah. So it's definitely waterproof, tested. and
3: Well, we have a retriever, so we need to waterproof. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's nice. I mean, you know, I created that collar with dog because I wanted to make e-collar training fun because that's what it is. And all the collars are black and kind of like hidden. And I'm like, no, man, like e-collar is great. No bad dogs. Like it shouldn't be something hidden. And so, so, yeah, you can go out and buy a collar, but, you know, just, just know that, uh, you know, Dogger's a company that specifically designs remote collars for, for training and, you know, they don't, you know, they're good, so. All right. No, we'll get, we'll get that one.
0: Yeah. um, This is just a question. So, before we started doing e-collar training with your program, um, we kind of tried haphazardly a couple times, and I think it was on, like, a higher setting of 25. hmm uh, or or not even that it wasn't it was even vibration. that high vibration. or vibration. Um where we do it with Sasha outside and he'd be okay. And then we would come inside and he was like I mean, traumatized is the only way I could say it, where like he just was like got really, really cuddly and he didn't want to do anything.
3: Sure. When we walked in the door, he laid down and wouldn't move.
0: Um is that just cause like we 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 went too high too fast, or is that like yeah, he's just, he's very sensitive. Like he's a golden. He's a doofus. Like he forgets right. anything instantly, and it was just very odd, uh, out of character behavior for him.
2: Well, yeah, but also the e collar was was very odd and out of character for him too, and that's why yeah. like the pager. So the pager on my Tom Davis doctor unit is called an HPP. So it's a high performance pager. It's very intense. If, if you put it on yeah. the table, it would brrr, and it would fall off. It's very intense. Oh, okay. um, so, so that's why I tell people all the time and I, and I say it until I'm blue in the face and I still get people that said, Hey, I use the pager instead of the stimulation and my dog's now hiding under the bed. The the pager, yeah. the pager for most dogs is 10 times more aversive and correct. See, that's, that's the thing like people still, Oh, 100%. Yeah. Because look, yeah. You, you just put it on yourself. I can't even feel this thing and then vibrate right. brrr, immediate. Boom. It's an immediate change. So that's something that people will, I don't think ever, ever, ever for the lifetime of me understand and comprehend unless I continue to just slam it in their face that (laughs) when you get a dog, the stimulation at a conditioning level, so I would say 12 and below is going to be 10 times less scary and or not scary at all to a dog versus the pager on any level because the pager is an immediate intense vibrate. They don't know what it is. They don't know how to shut it off. It's an immediate zero to 50. And the stimulation, the beauty of the stimulation gives you the opportunity to go in really light and really soft and say, hey, do you you feel this? Like, yeah, what is that? Hey, that's me. It is? Yeah. Hey, sit. Okay. Oh, I get paid. And they're like, they love it. I can't even slide my remote collar across my counters without my dogs just freaking out right? That's the way that you should be doing it. And that's why I work so hard about putting out all the content about it, but the pager. So you put it on and you say, Hey, uh, Sasha sit, bang, boom. The dog hits the floor, runs into the bed and says, what the hell was that? Cause it's, right. it's an immediate correction. They don't know what it is and they don't know where it's coming from. And that's the same thing people will do when they get the remote collar and they have no idea what they're doing. They put right. it on. Tom says three, but my dog isn't jumping out of their skin and yipping at three, so I must go up to a 15. Sit, right. bark, then the dog hates it. They never want it on again, but that's just because right. you didn't know what you were doing and you trained it bad. So that's why that happened. Is Same thing we talked okay. about in the beginning, is you don't want to put something on a dog and then use it as an aversive or as a correction unless it is going to... See, there's a difference between pressure and a correction. right? right. So if I put a prong collar on a dog and I give them pressure, that's different from... snapping their world off off their shoulders and saying like, hey, don't ever do that again. But there are certain intervention stages that, like if you see my videos of the reactive German shepherds that come in and they have a bite history, I'm immediately, that's intervention. I'm immediately using the pager to to have them think clearer. But when you're just putting it on the train, everyone has that misconception of, I'm going to use the pager because it's not a shock. And that's why I don't say shock because shock doesn't sound good. The stimulation is... far, far, far less averse. If it's a TENS unit, it's it's something that you just start gradually feeling and everybody feels it at a different level. And if you're a good handler and you understand it, all you're doing is you're using that sensation to teach the dog that that's you. And then once you get an e-collar, you have a half a mile to a mile extension of your leash. That's it.
3: Right. Tom, um, uh, do you, at the beginning in these first two critical weeks, do you keep the collar on all day or how do you do that?
2: I put it on as often as I can. So say I'm training next week, I'll put it on all week this week or as early as you can. So puppies that are young that are going to be e-collar trained in the future, you get the e-collar, put it on your dog um, so they don't become collar aware. It's just there. It's all the time. Right. Um, and I don't, I don't necessarily leave it on literally all day. It just depends on your lifestyle with your dog you know, right. um, but the, the more you keep it on the dog, the, yeah. the better in the beginning. So it's not this big deal, Yeah. but you know, if the dog is going to lay down for the next four hours, you can take it off. If your dog is going to be crated and sleeping for the next two hours, you can take it off. Right. But if you're going to be training in and out throughout the day, it's okay to leave on.
3: Okay.
2: Okay. Great.
3: Yeah. This is, this has been enormously helpful. So yeah.
2: yeah. Oh, great. Really good. Yeah,
3: it's yeah. great. Um, we got some some friends in the area that we're going to recommend to you as well. Um, at least one of them will be a little more hesitant because I actually thought you were always talking about the pager. So that, that's interesting because <laughs> I think you're probably, I, I think your uh, your description is is our experience, which is the pager has been much more intense than we have needed with our dog. Yes. Way more intense. Way.
2: Yeah. 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 No question. Yeah, it's just like you know, backing people off the ledge of this shock. They just think like, I don't want to have to use the shock. I'll just use the vibrate because it sounds better. That's right.
3: It's a shock collar, which means you're you're hurting your dog.
2: Exactly. And that's that's just the the it's just yeah it's just media, right? It's just like media, and that's why like people like, oh, you shock your dog. I'm like, okay, yep, here we go. It's it's immediate. Yeah. It's 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 an ignorant thing, but it it happens.
3: One more one more question and if you want to plead sure. the fifth, I will completely understand. Is the video real or is it a setup?
2: The e collar one?
3: Yeah, with the, with the guy pushing. It's it. a
2: setup, and and I say that's it. What yeah, and in the description, it's it says it like this is a skit of of something that. Oh, actually, I didn't read
3: that. Oh, I didn't get that. And okay. nobody does. It looks like it, but... <laughs> yeah, and
2: I look like the bad guy. That's like this is fake. This is terrible acting. I'm like I know. Those are my buddies that I pulled off the street that do like you know theater. I'm like we got to do this. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, but you know it's it, it is what it is. And no, so, it makes
3: a point. It totally makes. Right. It. It's a really important point to make for
2: sure. So yeah, it does. It does do that. It does. Yeah. And right. yeah, no, I appreciate that. And, and it's a valid question. And, and I never, you know, and that, but that's social media, right? I never meant to come off trying to trick anybody. It says in the description and the media is like, this is a skit. This is a reenactment of things that happen all the time with us. And the, right. the cool thing about it is in the bigger picture, and anybody can say what they want, but the bigger picture is, is that's one of the only remote collar videos on the internet in history that has almost a million views on how to use it properly really yeah wow, yeah that's mean, a-
0: yeah he's the one who came up for yeah. like the first 10 videos when I was looking yeah
2: yeah, okay, okay. yeah. so 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 for me uh, it's a huge win for the e-collar community and, and just being yeah. you know using them um mm-hmm. in general but like I said before like people are looking at that very micro and they're they're judging it on it's a setup yeah no shit it's a setup I said it in I said it in the description and right. regardless right. of that that video has 944,000 views damn, damn. <laughs> yeah so it's, it's yeah go ahead there's a huge
3: industry that huge uh, canine industry that tells you that what what you tom you teach is wrong right it's, it's morally wrong correct it's it's wrong in terms of if you want to train your dog effectively um and it's all based on the notion that you're hurting the dog
2: correct and that's just you know and, and that's just ignorance You know, it's, it's, that's all it is. And so when people immediately, when people come at me and any of my staff or anybody else in the industry that, that utilizes these tools to help dogs and change their lives, it's just ignorance. When you come at me with shock collar or spike collar, it's, it's immediate. I don't even, I can't talk to the wall. They're already, but, but, but I find that a lot of people that are, are out there that are like, I don't have time. I barely have time to eat lunch. I, I, there's no (laughs) way. No way! I'm going to spend time out of my day to to, to, to argue with with somebody who cha- trains dogs at a novice level level for fun as a hobby. That saw right. one video of some idiot doing something wrong. I, I just don't have time for that. But right. but on the bigger fight, there's so many. There's a, it's a thousand to one. A thousand people are now going. Oh, that's yeah. what it is, right? Versus yep. that one person that says never listen to this. This is this is BS. It's like, okay. So anyway, yeah, you're right.
0: Um, This is not e-collar related, but this is just see if you can help. So he's, Sasha is very, very good about not hurting us. Like, you know, when we're playing and stuff, but he has a habit when we have a toy that he likes Mm -hmm. to go kind of near our hand. And he's not coordinated. It might be the puppy stage, but he's just so ungraceful, that I don't think it's just puppy where sometimes he misses like a rope and he winds up fighting the hand yeah is there something that we can do about that because it's really like he's not trying and when we when he when he realizes that he hurt us he immediately stops but he just doesn't seem to have the best aim yeah um is there like a way because he has a pretty strong draw yeah
2: well um you know, first thing is, is you mess with the bull, you get the horns a little bit. So you start playing with the 11-month-old bitey, uh, uncoordinated, sloppy dog. Um, you know, th- it's gonna happen. You're like, hey, here's, yeah. and they don't. You know, and I I don't want to say they don't know what your hand is, but when you're playing with a dog with a rope and you're like, hey, bite the shit out of this until you can't bite any longer. I want you to shred this to pieces, but also my hand yeah. is six millimeters away from this tug. Don't ever bite my skin. It's like, so, so there's a couple of things is, is you can teach the dog how to target better, um, which is essentially like making sure that you have an adequate amount of rope, um, or even a ball on a, on a rope is better, um, because it, it highlights a, a more targeted thing. So if you have a right. if you have a rope, there's no off limits to it. It's i bite I can bite the whole thing. But if you have a ball on right. a rope, it's like you don't really want to bite the handle cuz the ball's here. This is more fun. So
0: Honestly, he goes after both. He's 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 very into fabric at right. think sort. Yeah. <laughs> Which is yeah. fine.
2: So so you your job like anything else is to teach him no. It's an operant conditioning, like, no, this isn't okay. So maybe if he bites the rope, you, you grab the back of his skin here, you say no, or you just put a leash on him on your slip, put it nice and high and right. snug, and you're playing with, that's how you teach dogs how to play. I mean, in the competitive obedience uh, world, uh, teaching a dog how to play or teach a dog how to bite at a certain location is, is huge. Absolutely. Right. It, it brings people to the Olympics for it, right? They, you have to, right. so it's a big thing. So I think you just have to spend some time, put the slip leash on. If he grabs the wrong thing, uh-uh, pop, pop, uh-uh, pop. He lets go. He bites the right thing. Yes. Good boy. Play, 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 play. So yeah. you, you, no, He's good.
0: Like he's good. He never like targets the hand. He just,
2: it like, happens. even
0: with kibble, it's kind of like feeding a horse. He just, Yep. he's
2: not, you have to teach a him. Good yeah. Coordinated guy. You have to teach him what I, what I, what you can do too, is like work on easy so your voice inflection is really big. We did this, yeah. yeah. yeah we did this with a couple of my dogs. Is so I'll get like a like Stewart's Pro Treat, which is like the the treat of choice for the most part with me. Depending on the dog, they, they come in like it's hundred percent beef liver, no additives. That's all it is is beef liver, but it comes in like chunks, and it kind of flakes apart once the dog bites it and and whatever. So what I do is I put the slip leash on, or even it depends on the dog. If I know the dog well, I'll just grab the back of their neck if they're getting too intense, and I kind of just pull them back. I'm like, hey, easy, easy. It's my fingers, right? So you almost have to teach a dog. So I'll take that Stewart Pro treat, I'll put it in my hand, um, kind of like this. So using my my ring finger, my middle finger, my pointer finger, and my and I'll kind of like do this like an Italian. Like I'll grab the, yeah, I'll gra- yeah, yeah, I'll grab the treat, and then I'll just have the leash, and the dog will come in and just start working. So you have to teach the dog how to work around the treat and work for the treat. But if you teach a dog to just and grab things and and you're throwing it up in the air and they're air snapping at it, you're teaching them to take things aggressively. So you have to say, no, ah, 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 no, 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 easy, easy, good, easy, right? You just, you have to teach them that unless, because it's food and it's a dog and it's a puppy. So if you have food in your hand of flesh, (laughs) you know, you have to teach them... What is appropriate and what's not. So leash pressure, targeting, and voice inflection is okay. a great way to do that. And just be calm about it. Like,
0: oh yeah, I mean he's he's normally great, and like with food, it's more like he, he doesn't he's not super aggressive. He's more slobbery, but but the targeting is a great point. Because I just we thought that he'd become like a little bit more coordinated at this point, right. and he's still just like not. He, it's obviously not on purpose he knows what a hand is he knows if it's like if there's food in the hand or if you know we're holding a toy not to go for it but if we're just kind of incidental contact he has correct kind of hero ability to avoid at this point yep great. yeah
3: Ready? yeah yeah tom you've been really really helpful thank you so much
0: yeah this has been great
2: no problem, guys. Thank you. Have a wonderful new year, and, and good luck with yeah, Sasha. Yeah, happy new year. Thank you. you Thank as well. you so much. All right, good. guys. Cheers. Okay, bye. bye. Save big
0: on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today